Welcome to We Live on a Planet. It's Monday, January 14th, 2019. This is episode 312. I'm your host, Patrick. Thanks for joining me. Eight degrees currently here in upstate New York. A little chilly. Feels like two. That's Fahrenheit. Highs are going to be about 26 degrees. Winds are out of the south, southeast at three miles per hour today. Still just like a dusting of snow. We don't have much. And I think we're slated Wednesday in the forecast for some snow. This time of year, we're usually dumped on. Hopefully, uh, the snow holds off. You know that house that's next to me? If you follow the show, you've heard me talk about how I have a house that's next to me that's been abandoned for over a year. The roof is caving in on itself, and the house is just uh, a mess. The city is finally on that, so I'm happy. The city had to have a company come in and do a bid on it and come to find out the place is just full of asbestos. So they have to have it all fenced off. They put fences all around. They got to come and put plastic on our windows because we're at the 25-foot mark, I guess. And then they're going to tear it down. Hopefully they start that today. That would be nice. The company that's doing it, the boss, was talking to me, and he said it takes it'll take them about five days once they start to finish to do it. Usually the city would do that, and they have our local school by the name of BOCES, which is a... Um, trade school where you can learn how to from everything from equestrian farming to running heavy equipment the kids are the BOCES school um, has a contract I think with the the city of Oswego here and they usually work in conjunction with the school so the kids can get their hands on but with a house like this being that it's full of asbestos they had to have a company come in and do it so it's taken a little bit of time all right, well, I wasn't planning on telling you that. I just kind of rolled out. I just was sharing with you. I've got all kinds of stuff I want to share with you today, though. I have um, our positive quote that we usually do, all that good stuff. The other day, I talked a little bit about the Grand Canyon because on this day of history, it was talking about something on the Grand Canyon, and I was saying how I had been there before, and I asked my listeners if you've been there and if you ever had that feeling about wanting to jump from there. Maybe it sounded a little crazy to you, but you know, I knew I had heard it in an article and I knew I wasn't the only one that had felt that. And I found an article about that and I want to talk a little bit about HPP, high place phenomena today, maybe just so you don't think I'm that crazy because it is an actual thing or the French, they call it lapel de vue. I can't say it. I should learn how to say French a little bit better. I just had um, my ancestry DNA kit come back and I have 14% French in me and I didn't realize I was I had that much French in me 63% Europe European and then 14% French and then 10% Irish and I always thought I had a lot more Irish in me than than just 10% so you learn something with that ancestry kit my brother got that for me for Christmas well, he he just got it for me. It wasn't a Christmas gift. It happened to be right at Christmas time when it came in the mail. But we don't exchange gifts, him and I. We haven't for years or anything. And when I called him to thank him, he's like, oh, don't think of it as a present. Think of it. Well, don't think of it as a Christmas present. Just think of it as something I thought you would think was groovy. And I do think it was groovy to be able to find out where I'm from, you know, my family and my lineage. It makes you really realize how how special it is that you're here. If you really think about it, like your ancestors, they survived, you know, they survived uh, fevers. 
and flus and being attacked by other tribes, by being the guy that didn't eat that one thing that the other guy ate. And you're like, I knew I shouldn't have ate that. Look at Charlie. He's dead now. You know what I mean? So to be here is pretty neat. It's pretty neat. We are going to learn today. All right, stick around. We'll, We'll be back. We got a lot to talk about. I'll be right back. No matter what, expect the unexpected, and whenever possible, be the unexpected. Linda Berry. You can do it. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Just try. Expect the unexpected, and whenever possible, be the unexpected. Might as well. All right, what happened? Oh, well, before we go and find out what happened on this day of history, I went on over to the Google, to the Google, no, not to the Google, on Google, and, uh, I thought this was interesting because I have, I never plan out what's going to be on, I'm feeling curious. I don't know what it's going to be. It's always, it's randomly generated. And my last episode, I talked about cheerleading a little bit and and I'm feeling curious. It was about cheerleading today. And I thought, how fortuitous is that? Which NFL team had the first cheerleading squad? Are you ready? Time's up. In 1954... Wow, that was a while ago. The Baltimore Court. (laughs) Okay, let's try that again. Rewind. In 1954, the Baltimore Colts, there we go, became the first NFL team to have cheerleaders. They were part of the Baltimore Colts marching band. I can't say Colts this morning. Most NFL cheerleading squads are part-time jobs. Hmm. I never... uh, Never had aspirations to become an NFL cheerleader, that's for sure. It was just something I did in high school, and it was fun my junior and senior year. God, I, I really look back on that with fond memories. I, I remember at one of the schools I was at, College of St. Rose. No, not College of St. Rose. It wasn't at that school. It was at, um. oh, uh, it was in Albany. No, excuse me, Albany, College of St. Rose. That's in Albany. It was in Long Island, CW Post. And uh, there was pro- that was a big, big group that that weekend. It was probably about three hundred and fifty girls. And I woke up in the morning. I heard some wrestling around outside my door at the where you stayed in dorms for the weekend. And I woke. I heard wrestling around. I didn't know what was going on. And I wake up in the morning. There was like sandwich meat stuck to my door. See <laughs> the girls. I don't know why sandwich meat was stuck to my door like bologna and ham. And I, I took it as either I was a big ham or I don't know. <laughs> there was some kind of rasin going on with, with the meat. Hey, I've got some Collins I can't wait to take. I've got um, this day of history. We'll head on over to this day of history and find out what happened this day of history. We'll learn a word today, too, because that's something I started doing at the beginning of the year, word of the word of the day. I figure why not strengthen our vocabulary, so we'll do that too. So stick around when we come back. We'll learn something on this day of history.
Welcome back. I'm at the History Channel's website. Let's find out what happened on this day. On this day, Albert Schweitzer is born. The theologian, musician, philosopher, and Nobel Prize winner physician Albert Schweitzer is born on this day in 1875 in a part of Germany which is now called Hunt Rhein, France. You know, he was born. I <laughs> I skipped the part of Germany. Because I, I have a I, I have a hard time reading to you guys sometimes. Alacy, Germany, I guess. I should learn a little bit of German, too. I told you guys earlier I had my ancestry done. And I have 3% German in me. I have a friend that's in Turkey. And I did an interview with him here on the podcast before. And we've been friends. We met through a video game. And we've been friends for oh, well over five years now. And I can't wait to tell him that I have 2% Turkish in me. 2% Turkish and the Caucasus, whatever the Caucasus is. And then I've, I've got a little bit of Greece in me. Greece and the Balkans, 2%. And then Italian, 2%. And then Spanish, 1%. As if you cared. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm just, I thought it was neat, though. I, I was It was cool to get my ancestry done. 63% English, Wales, and Northern Northwestern Europe. That's what I'm most made up of. All right, what else do we have? On this day, get back to history. All right, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> On this day, 1963, George Wallace is inaugurated as Alabama governor. Ooh, George Wallace, not a good guy. If you know your history, he was not, not a good guy. He was inaugurated for a governor of Alabama, promising his followers segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. His speech was written by a KKK leader. Man, the 60s, we were really divided in uprising of the, the civil rights and just very, very divided. I feel like our country is really divided right now, too. You know, we really are so polarized, the most I've ever seen. I always ask people that were in the 60s and 70s that remember those times, what was it like? And they try to explain to me what it was like. And now I guess I got a little bit of that feeling of what it's like because I'm almost 50 and I can't believe how divided we really are. And I love how Facebook brought everybody together in 2009 or so when everybody started jumping on it and or a little bit before that. But it's also divided us so much because it's made people very hateful and mean and they say things that they would never say to somebody to their face. But we've also gotten to the point where we've been living in this climate for so long that we are saying that type of stuff to people's face now too. It's terrible. Okay, off my soapbox. 1980, gold prices soar. Yoo-hoo, gold! <laughs> oh no, why did I, I... Anytime I hear gold, I always think of gold member from Austin Powers. Yes, Austin Powers in the Faja. You know, not the Maja, the Faja. After being released from government control, gold reaches a new price... Record price on January 14th in 1980, exceeding $800 an ounce. How much is gold today? Can you look that up for me real quick? All right. Um, what else do we have on this day? Oh, how much? 1180 today an ounce. Okay, thank you. On this day, we have 1784 Adams, Jefferson, and Madison helped to ratify the Treaty of Paris, ending our Revolutionary War here in America. There's all kinds of stuff you can learn over at the History Channel's website. I 
encourage you to go over there because you can learn stuff like on this day in 1954, Marilyn Monroe marries Joe DiMaggio. What was it? Nine months later, they were divorced. Speaking of divorces, Jeff Bezos, he's, he's got an expensive divorce coming right up, doesn't he? I'm thinking, yes, he is the richest man in the world. All right. What are we going to do next? Let's, let's open up the phone lines to you guys and, um, Take a call. I love hearing from you guys. If you want to be a part of the show, you can call in. It's super easy. If you're using the Anchor app, you know how to do it. If you're listening through another podcast provider, such as my awesome sponsor, Pocket Cast, you can hit me up on my website, WLOAP.com. Just hit that little phone button and you can be a part of the show. Let's open up the phone lines to you. We'll be right back. Oh, good morning. Uh, this is Myler from... Oh, what a glorious morning podcast. Good to good to hear you, buddy. I've just listened to uh, episode 311. Loved it. I, I did go to the Grand Canyon. No, I did not <laughs> have a sudden desire to throw myself into it. <laughs> um, I, I loved your story on, uh, on cheerleading. I did not know you were a cheerleading coach or instructor or whatever. I think that's amazing. You're, you're not the first person I met. I, I met a guy a few years ago in Toronto when I was going to the Canadian Film Center. And he was also a cheerleading coach and traveled the world and all of Canada, getting them ready for competitions and made like half a million dollars a year. It's crazy. That's, that, that's, not, that's not you, is it? <laughs> anyway, um, here's, here's a word of the day for you. Uh, defenestrate. It's my favorite word and also uh, the funniest word I've ever found. I, it's <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, Radio Mylar. From Oh What a Glorious Morning. He talks all kinds of stuff on his podcast. Go check out Oh What a Glorious Morning anywhere podcasts can be found. And so you, you went there, huh? And you didn't have that feeling of wanting to jump that HPP, that high place phenomena. You didn't want to, huh? Hmm. Defenestrate. I love that. I had to look it up. Defenestration. Defenestration. The act or the action of throwing someone or something out a window. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cheerleading. Yes. What a great time in my life. Cheerleading was so much fun. It was a great time. You know, I think that's how one of the, how I blew out my back though. Back in 2012, I had to have my back totally reconstructed my lower back. I've got two screw or excuse me, six screws and two rods in my lower back. And I heard it when I was younger, and I, I really don't know exactly how, but I'm starting to think back now. It could have been from, maybe I wasn't lifting properly when I was throwing my partner around. But yeah, I traveled all over the country as well and taught classes. It was a lot of fun. I did not make anywhere near half a million dollars, but I did make good money at the time in 1988-89 for a young guy making the type of money I was making was pretty fun. And I have, oh man, my memory though. After my my whole summer was done, I was going to be getting on a bus and driving back to my little home, sleepy hometown here in upstate New York. And I was at Grand Central Station in New York City, and traffic was tight, and it was taking us forever to get to where we had to go. And we're all packed in this van, my whole cheerleading squad, the ones who taught the camp. And everybody's getting dropped off at certain areas, and my drop-off was at Grand Central. We get there just barely minutes to spare. 
they basically open up the door, kick me out, <laughs> and and just keep driving. You know, it's it's how quick of a time schedule it was. And I just felt dropped off. What do I do? Young guy. I'm feeling lost, feeling frustrated, just about ready to break down because I've just, I'm ready. I'm homesick. By then I'm ready to go home. You know, I just really wanted to be home. There was a young guy there. I was probably, I don't know, 18 years old. There was a young guy there, couldn't have been more than 14 years old. And he looks at me and he can tell right in my face. And he's like, where do you got to go, man? And I'm like, huh? What do you mean? He goes, where do you got to get? I'll get you there. That's what these kids did. They hung out at Grand Central Station trying to help people get to their next spot. And then you'd throw them a couple bucks. This 14-year-old kid got me right where I needed to go. I threw him a couple bucks. And it was, oh, man. I remember I was in tears, though. I was just, I was ready to go home. It was a long camp. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, I think I think that's how I hurt my back. That's how I hurt my back. So let's talk a little bit about high place phenomena. I talked a little bit earlier. The French call it Le Pel de Vide. How do you say it? L'Appel du Vide. L'appel du vide. L'appel du vide. L'appel du vide. I, I still couldn't say that quite right. So what I did was, I was curious about it because I knew that I had that sudden, er, that feeling. Now, obviously, I didn't want, I didn't want to kill myself or anything, but I had that. And a study explains that sudden urge to jump from high places, from Florida State University, sheds light on the sudden urge some people f- feel when they want to jump from a high place. This article I found from thebigthink.com, smarter, faster, is the website that I found this on. And it just says, have you ever been walking near the edge of a cliff when suddenly for no apparent reason you felt the urge to jump? If so, you've probably experienced high place phenomena or HPP. And as it's dubbed in research papers by a term Psychiatrist from Florida State University. It turns out the phenomena is relatively common, but it's only recently been the focus of scientific study. I told you what the French call it. That translates to the lapel de void, the call of the void. That sounds sounds better, you know. So the study, the study was only with about four hundred and thirty one nearby undergraduate college students and whether they had experienced a sudden unexplainable urge to jump from a high place. And it says the respondents were also assessed for their history of ideations, depressive symptoms, abnormal mood episodes, and sensitivity to to anxiety, which is measured by how fear respondents were of its physical symptoms. The results showed about one-third of the sample had experienced HPP, People high in anxiety sensitivity were more likely to have HPP. So were people with higher suicidal ideations. But interestingly, half of those who had experienced HPP have never considered suicide. So it's, I thought it was kind of neat, you know, that, that feeling that people have. So if you're hiking alongside a cliff when suddenly by a reflex you step back from the edge, that's instinct, a survival response. But your conscious brain, working rapidly, conjures a rational explanation for stepping back. I must have wanted to jump, maybe you're thinking. But it wasn't. It was just that you, your instinct is to get back. But sometimes you have that feeling. 
And that was just kind of a feeling I had. So that was neat. Weird, weird, a weird sensation. There's a um, Woody Allen movie out, <clears throat> excuse me, with Christopher Walken. Annie Hall is the name of it. And Christopher Walken explains his kind of take on HPP. It wasn't from jumping off from a building or anything or off from a high cliff. His was, have you ever been driving at night and had that sudden urge just to steer your car into traffic? That I've never had. <laughs> that 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 sounds a little uh, over the top. But yeah, there's a famous scene with Christopher Walken, who's Christopher Walken, one of my favorite actors. He's so strange. He's just such a strange, strange character. Probably one of the best movies I've ever seen him in. Well, I don't know if it's the best movie, but one of, where he's the strangest is Prophecy. And he plays an an angel, an angel of death. Pretty, pretty creepy stuff. All right. So let's learn our word of the day. We did heard, we learned defenestrate, but let's find out what the word of the day is on the app. Vestige. Vestige. A trace of something that is disappearing or no longer exists. An example, a lump of snow with a carrot in it might be the vestige of a snowman. Hmm. So I talked a little bit earlier about that house that's being tore down. And it's crazy because there's stories. You know how old old houses have stories about them in the neighborhood? Supposedly this house has some valuable stones in the basement like meteorites and geodes and valuable stones and they're all going back to the earth because the house is so full it's like a hoarders if you've ever seen that show hoarders the guy was a hoarder and he had to be taken out of the house and nobody's seen no hide of hair of him and you can't get into the house it's so packed in they talked about when they're going to tear it down they're just going to tear it right down and fill in the basement. And so all those, supposedly, if they're down there, are all going back to the earth. And a little tiny hunk of meteor. We talked about an ounce of gold earlier and how an ounce of gold is about $180 or $1,180 an ounce right now. A chunk, I don't even know how much an ounce of meteorite is. Maybe if you know, you can give me a buzz, let me know, or I'll look that up because I'm curious now. But I know they're expensive, and I know they're very valuable. And it's, it's strange to me, but kind of poetic. It's almost poetic to me that if it is true, if these stones do exist, that they're going back into the earth, I guess, where they belong and to be found another day. Who knows, though? My daughter's boyfriend, we did get him a really nice metal detector a couple years ago, maybe once they're all done, I'll have them come over and we'll go hog wild on a treasure hunt. Who knows? Hey, thank you. Uh, I want to I want to give a shout out to one of my listener supporters out there. I got a new supporter of the show. Thank you. If you want to be a, a supporter of the show, you can. You just go to anchor.fm slash W-L-O-A-P slash support. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can support the show and just like my friend Abe Martinez became a supporter of the show. So thank you, Abe. And thank you, Kevin. Kevin out there, one of my listener supporters as well. I do appreciate it. And uh, now time to pay the bills. Let's let's hear from PocketCast. We'll be right back.
So, if you're feeling like jumping today, it's probably just HPP, high place phenomena. So don't do it. Don't jump. But no matter what, expect the unexpected today. And whenever possible, be the unexpected. Thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate you stopping over to We Live on a Planet. Please do me a favor. Tell a friend. Let them know how much you're enjoying the show. And uh, do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. Thanks again for your time. Talk to you soon, my friends. Peace.